Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, guys. We've got two amazing guest hosts this morning. And to our audience who is on Facebook and podcast platforms and everywhere, you guys are in for a treat. Matthew and Craig, you guys got the whole setup up today. I like it. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great. Can you hear us okay? Yeah, you sound good. So I'll give a quick introduction to Matthew. And then Matthew, I'll let mm-hmm. you introduce Craig because uh, you know Craig far better than I. Uh, Matthew is not only a fantastic uh, real estate team leader um, who runs a team through the Carolinas, he uh, was a Black Hawk helicopter pilot and has been pulling from that experience as well as just experience crushing it, selling hundreds of homes, thousands of homes in the last over your career. I don't even know what the total count is would be at this point, Matthew. And he's brought on a guest today. Tell us about Craig. Who is your, uh, who, who's the guest host Craig with you? Yeah, Jesse, thanks for having us on. We appreciate being here. Uh, Craig is a good friend of mine. He lives not far away. So we thought we would just go ahead and get together in person instead of Zoom as we did this material. Uh, but Craig's not only a good friend, but decided to take on the training with Unbeatable Mind and Mark Devine's program. Uh, and Way of the Seal is part of that. Uh, so, Craig, welcome to Agent Power Hope. Glad to be here. In here. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep. I appreciate no, it. No warm up on this. That's no do overs. This is all live, mainstream, no pressure. But but this uh, is but a Craig, this is a first. Really us, I say this is the first having yeah, two well, people two people in one Zoom box. I love it. You guys, are, I'm going to turn it over to you guys yeah. and let it roll. This is going to be awesome. Well, we were thinking about the editors and trying to make it easy on by being in the in the same frame here. So. Always think about others, Jesse. So I wanted to have Craig just take a second to introduce himself and tell us a little more about this program he's been a part of and how he became a uh, certified uh, Unbeatable Mind coach. I've known him for years and years, but over the past several years, he has uh, gone through this certification. And that's part of why I wanted to bring him on. I thought we had a great opportunity to hear this material. It's not like what we'll hear on other trainings and other seminars and workshops and all. Uh, and it's because it's not directly tied to real estate, but as real estate professionals, we can benefit from the material that, uh, that that he's learned and that he's now presenting and teaching others around the country. So, Craig, tell us a little more about that. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> like Matthew said, I, I became an Unbeatable Mind certified coach back in January of 2020. So we'll talk more about what Seal Fit Unbeatable Mind is shortly. Um, Matt, like Matthew said, I live just down the road. If you caught a driver pretty good, you could probably hit a golf ball from here to from here to there. So it's just down the road. Um, I've always kind of been interested in um, personal development, leadership, and those kind of things. You know, in business, I spent 23 years at Bank of America. And uh, one of the things that I always enjoyed doing was bringing people onto my team, seeing them develop, and then moving on to higher to higher places. And uh, you know, even as a young kid, uh, guys, I was kind of fascinated with with Navy SEALs, not because I ever wanted to be one or thought I could be one, but I wanted to know what made these 15 percent of these of these people that go to the training able to get through. And it turns out that it's their mindset that gets them through. And I thought these were qualities you were either just born with or not. You got them or you don't. And so picked up a copy of The Way of the Seal back in I guess it was 2013. And what I learned from this book is, is Mark is 
Mark is teaching these skills. He says these are skills that can be learned and developed. And I thought, wow, if I can learn what he's teaching, then I can get better at my job, my, my, my relationships with my family, physically, mentally. And so, uh, you know, I dove right in. And when he opened up this coaching program, um, I felt like it was my responsibility, if you will, to learn these things so I could share them with other folks. And that's why, that's why I'm here. Awesome. So you're saying 15% of those who go through the SEAL training make it through the training? Yeah, yeah. So about uh, between 10 and 15% who go through that and actually make it up to 85% quit. Which and is you, interesting with real estate because the last number that I had heard when you run the numbers of how many go into real estate, into the, the career uh, in the industry, after two years, 87% is the number I remember don't continue in the real estate industry. <clears throat> so it's funny the parallel there. It's not the it's not the physical part of the SEAL training that is the reason why they don't go through because they're all physically qualified. You would not get be in the training if you weren't physically qualified to go through it. It's all about the mindset. Right, right. You have Division One athletes, uh, NFL football players, all those guys go to buds and flunk out. You know, so it's definitely not a physical thing. And I would probably argue that your statistics on real estate agents are mindset based too. Mm-hmm. People give up. They don't have a strong enough why. They don't have a strong enough purpose. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when hard times come along, they're out. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Mark Devine, just a little bit about him. So he was 25 years old. He was on Wall Street. He was an MBA, a CPA. And as doing some studies about his why and determining what his principles were and what his, uh, his goals were and what, how he was wired and what he wanted to get out of life, decided to leave that behind and become a SEAL. And he was one of only a few that that was offered the contract up in the military. So that was part of his journey. And so as he went through SEALs, as he got out and became a reservist SEAL, he developed a program where there was called SEAL Fit yeah. to prepare those to try to increase the, their chances of going through. Instead of having a 15% chance of success in buds and SEAL training, he said, I'm going to develop a program. And we'll call it the SEAL Fit Crucible and come through this program first to prepare yourself mentally and physically to go through the actual SEAL training and you'll increase your chances of success. What was interesting is Craig was telling me about this is that the, the second time he did it, one of the gentlemen was civilian, was not going through SEALs. He was not preparing himself for SEALs. He just wants to see if he'd go through the SEAL fit crucible that Mark had come up with. And so the next couple of crucibles that they did, more and more civilians decided to do that uh, and prepare himself. So that's where that SEAL fit came from and the crucible that he put together. So those who wondered, can I ever make it through SEAL training? Uh, he put together the crucible and it allowed uh, those who aren't in the military to get a taste of that and see if they had what it takes to make it through. But as part of that, he trained them. This is what you need to do to be prepared. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know, we talked about the, uh, the dropout rate in, in the real SEAL teams. So these guys that go through Mark's program, these SEAL candidates that go through his program have a 90% success rate if they go through his program first. Okay. So, uh, so what he's teaching actually, you know, it, it works. Um, the crucibles that Matthew's talking about, they're, they're kind of like buds. Uh, if you know anything about seal training, it's kind of like that environment. And there's a six, 12, 24 and 48 hour crucible um, that you can go through there. And what he's doing there in those crucibles is he is teaching mindset techniques and solidifying things that you've already learned. So when you go to BUDS in the Navy, they're trying to get you to quit because they don't want anybody who can't hack it there. So Mark's program is a little bit different in the fact that 
they push you to the brink and then they try to pull you back so that you're learning the things that they're teaching you. Mm-hmm. And all his, all his events are run by either active or retired Navy SEALs. So it's, uh, I'm trained for when I'm going out there in, in July to do the, to do the 12 hour. So I'll get back to you guys and let you know how that goes. So the thought behind this, Jesse, and Agent Power Huddle is in the book, Way of the Seal, there are eight principles. And we're going to touch on those just a second to give you a teaser as to what these are. But we thought what we would do is over the next few weeks, this will probably stretch out into June because we'll have a few dates in May. But we thought we would take and present each one of these principles, there are eight total, and make this part one of the series. So the very first Power Huddle in the series. So it'll be an eight and we're going to cover these principles and so as we get started with that i thought i would list out from this book kind of the why why would why would you have interest in this i'm I'm a business person i'm a real estate agent i'm a team leader why is this applicable to me why is this something that i would um you know want to tune into this pay attention to this and how would this affect me so it says what what does it mean to undertake way of the seal he says you'll learn to simplify and clarify your life so that you can drive forward with a strong sense of purpose, mission, focus, and values that you live and not just think about. Your existence will feel meaningful and you'll have no regrets. You'll learn to remain calm and centered in the midst of the most serious storms you face in your life. You will develop the mental toughness to dominate any task or challenge, cultivate your intuitive decision-making powers and sense danger and opportunity as they near. You will become more emotionally balanced, allowing you to understand where others are coming from so as to anticipate their needs. And you'll become a better person, period. Your family, teams, and community will benefit from your strength, and the world will be a better place for your contribution. So if you can come away with even a portion of that as part of this series, that's why we're presenting Way of the Seal on a real estate-focused Agent Power Huddle show. So that's the why. Yeah, the thing that makes the way of the seal different, the, the, the way of the seal, he's got a couple of different offerings. The way of the seal is more business and leadership oriented. And it's not really about teaching leadership skills. It's about developing the person's character. It's about developing character. And, um, you know, you can learn all the leadership skills in the world. But if you're not, a, if you don't have good character, then you're not going to be successful. You're not going to be able to lead teams and, and excel if you, if you, if you have, if you're not a good character, right? And so that's what kind of differentiates the teachings in this from other leadership programs that you might that you might learn or that you might go through. And the neat thing about the way of the seal, it's not a read it and done deal. There's exercises at the end of each chapter. And really the way if you, if you decided to dive into this thing, the way to do it is to read the whole book and then go back and spend about a month on each one of the chapters doing the exercises at the end of the book. And there's also a workbook if you guys uh, let me, and if you're interested in seeing that workbook, I can send you a link to a PDF. Um, we might get post a PDF on our Agent Power Huddle um, uh, Facebook page. So everyone has access to that PDF, the workbook that goes along the series. So we could do that, Jesse, if that's okay with you. All right, let's do it. So with that, let's jump in. Principle number one, establishing your set point. That is the topic for today, establishing your set point. Craig, do we want to cover the eight principles? Uh, yeah, let's, run, let's run through them real quick. Okay. And we're going to uh, principle one today, like Matthew said, but just to kind of give you a preview of what's to come. 
So principle number one is establish your set point. Number two is develop front sight focus. That's going to allow us to uh, figure out what's important and then put all the other stuff, the clutter and, and distractions aside. Bulletproof our mission is number three. Do today what others want is number four. Forge mental toughness is number five. Break things is number six. My favorite. So even when things seem to be going well, you might be able to shake it up and make it better, right? So that's what number six focuses on. Building your intuition. That might sound kind of woo-woo, right? But how many times have you had a gut feeling that turned out to be true? So building your intuition is number seven. And then think offense all the time is principle number eight. And there's actually uh, a chapter after that one. We'll see if we get into that about how to train all this stuff, right? And so some of this training might be a daily, daily practices that you may implement to train these tools. But that's kind of a high-level overview of, of the eight principles. All right. So with that eight principles, we're going to cover number one today. Principle number one, establishing your set point. Three parts of that is making a stand, finding your purpose, and embracing risk, loss, and failure. Craig, what are those three things moving to us? Okay. So just, you know, basically overall, establishing a set point. It's kind of like um, creating your own personal GPS. You know, what would I do and, and why am I here? And then embracing the risk, loss, and failure, that's kind of a, that's kind of a, a maybe a consequence of, 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 of making a stand and finding your purpose, right? So back to Matthew, what he said about Mark. Mark had this lucrative career on Wall Street lined out. He, you know, he could have made a whole, whole lot of money on Wall Street. But he gave all that up. He took, he took some risks and, and experienced some loss, right? And potential failure up into death. I mean, a lot of these guys die in training. So as you start to do these things, there may be some, some risk, loss, failure that you have to undertake. And I think a lot of people aren't comfortable with that. So really to lead, uh, to lead your life in this fashion requires you to embrace those, those realities, right? So establishing a set point is like an internal GPS. It kind of gives us an idea of what we would do when things get when things get tough or decisions that we have to make are kind of gray areas. So making a stand is really about, you know, what are your core set of beliefs? You know, what are you what are the beliefs and values that you live by? And so if in a lot of those may be givens, right? You may not have to think about that too much. But writing these things down, and then when you have to make a big decision, maybe a life-impacting decision, you can fall back to this stand in order to help you make that decision. You want to talk about Mark's example in the... You gave, over you gave a couple of them. Which one is your favorite? The one I like is the one where he... he so Mark Devine was, a, was an active SEAL for nine years and then reservist for... I can do the math. 11, I guess. Yeah. So, so anyway... One of Mark's, uh, one of his core values and beliefs was about family. About family. Yeah. And the way he wrote that is I will uh, let go of the past. I will live in the present and I will make, um, some, make light of the, make it, make a good future based on the vision for your future. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he gets married uh, during his SEAL career and he doesn't think he's going to be gone that long. You know, he, he knows he'll have to travel and be away from his wife. Then he does like two or three deployments in a row where he's gone for eight, nine months at a time. And so he comes home from the, the second or third deployment and, is, and she says, look, I knew you're going to be away some, but this is a little bit too much. I'm not sure I can do this. 
So now he's got to make a decision, right? Does he choose the SEAL teams or his new bride? And I think the divorce rate uh, in that community is like 90%. So a lot of guys choose, choose the other way. But he fell back on that stand, on, on that particular statement in his stand. And then the decision became pretty easy. And he left the SEAL teams and became, or not completely, but he became a reservist instead of an active duty guy. So that's kind of an example of how the stand might help you make decisions. Mm -hmm. We want to cover part one now, build your stand? Yeah, we can do that. <clears throat> so he has a couple of, in the book, has a couple of practices and questions that you can ask that would help you to establish your stand or build your stand, as he calls it in part one. <clears throat> he says, what would I do if I only had one year to live? What would I do if a natural disaster or terrorist event struck my town? What would I do if a friend asked me to move, but I really want to do something else, like go see a movie that night, things like that. So he lists out a couple of questions, and that helps you to build your stand and helps you to find your values. Yeah, right. Yeah, and these, 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 developing these things are not quick, right? I mean, it takes a lot of time and a lot of thought to put into this. So if you did dive into these exercises and you decided to make a stand, it's not something you're going to do in 10 or 15 minutes. You know, the way I work exercises like this is I'll write down my thoughts and then I'll go back a couple of days later in review and I may tweak and edit, maybe a couple of days later, do the same thing. And then once you think you have it, you know, you, you review those things periodically to make sure they still line up with the things that you're doing in, in your belief systems. So it's not a, it's not a quick exercise. So overall today, establishing your set point was the three things. Make a stand, which we just discussed. Find your purpose. Embrace risk, loss, and failure. So let's go find. Let's go into find your purpose. Find your purpose, right? So the stand is more like, what would I do, right? The purpose is more like, why am I here? Now I believe, and I don't know how you guys believe, and I don't want to get all religious on you, but I believe that we have a God-given purpose on 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 the earth. And a lot of people have never even considered that. I'm actually shocked at how many people I talk to who've never even thought about that question for themselves. You know, what is, what is my purpose? I had a guy that, um, that I worked with, very successful dude, um, worked at Wells Fargo in technology, you know, a higher up, very healthy, very smart guy. And I asked him what his purpose was, and he, and he looked at me like I had two heads. You know, he had, he had no idea. You know, I had a guy tell me one time what his purpose was to, was to program databases. And I'm like, really? You're, you're, you were put on this planet to program databases. And a lot of people think about purpose in terms of career. Yeah, I'm, 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 on, I'm here to sell a lot of real estate, right? But really a purpose to, to me is the higher level thing. And I like to use the example of, um, of a healer. You know, I'm going to bring, if my purpose is to bring healing to my fellow man, there's a lot of different careers that I can, that I can, uh, go pursue mm -hmm. to meet that purpose, right? I could be a doctor. I could be a nurse. I could be a, I could be a masseuse. Um, I could be an acupuncturist. Yep. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways to, to, to meet that particular purpose. Mm -hmm. So purpose is really something that, um, that's really the why, you know, why, why am I here and how am I going to fulfill that? How am I going to fulfill that purpose? So in the book, Mark talks about his values that he came up with when he defined his values. And he came up with a set of these, and I can read off a couple of them. He wanted to be healthy and positive. He wanted his life to be healthy and positive, loving and passionate, wise and authentic, grateful, 
and truthful, playful and fun, always learning, always growing, bold and decisive, and contributing to others. But a couple of the examples of less of values that he wanted to have less of in his life, negative and judgmental, attached and cluttered, selfish, or it's just the name of a couple. So that's part two, uh, find your purpose and defining your values. So. Yeah, and, and, and purpose, we don't have time to go into this today. But if you Google archetypes, there's, there's, there's a lot of those. Healer's one of those. Um, Divines was a warrior leader. You know, his, his purpose was never to be a SEAL because he could have got hurt in training, right? And ne never made that, never, never accomplished that goal. But there's other ways he could have fulfilled that warrior role, mm -hmm. right? So if you're thinking along the lines of what is my purpose, go out and, you know, I'm happy to have a conversation with you, but go look, at, look, look for archetypes and see what those higher level purposes might be. Mm -hmm. You know, I met a guy recently, and again, I'm, I'm going to use a, a, a religious example, but I was at a networking meeting at this, at this furniture store, huge furniture store. And we were all going around the room telling, tell, talk, talking about ourselves. And when we got to this guy, the guy who owned the store we were in, he's like, uh, you know, we sell furniture here, but this is a church, right? So he had a whole lot bigger, bigger mission or a bigger, a bigger outlook than just selling furniture. Okay. So hopefully that kind of gives you guys an idea if you've never thought about it, um, what a purpose might look like. And hopefully it kind of sparks some thought about what yours might be. Mm -hmm. Let's do a check on time. We've got a few minutes left. Okay, as we talked about finding our purpose, we go into discovering our passion. And as part three, discover the passion, it, there's a few questions that you can ask yourself and it says, well, what turns you on? What gets you excited? Uh, where do you feel the most passionate about? And there's a few questions that ask what books, movies, art, and music get you pumped up? So if you're on the search to find your passion, these are some of the things that you can do. Ask yourself these questions. And I think there was a lead up to this before you ask these questions, how you take the time to do, go through a breathing exercise, take five minutes of meditation, and then go through these questions. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that we, that we teach and talk about in Seal Fit Unbeatable Mind is kind of, you might consider woo-woo or Eastern-based. So there's breathing to calm yourself. There's visualization. So once you define what your purpose is and what your goals might be, you go through a process of, of visualizing yourself, completing those. And that sounds wacky. I know it does. But a lot of famous people attribute their success to visualization. Yeah. I mean, Tiger Woods, Oprah Winfrey, Jim Carrey. You guys know who Alex Handel is? He's, he's that kid that climbs with no ropes. He climbed El Cap in Yosemite with no ropes. 3,000 feet of rock face, just, just he and... Just you know, he and the birds, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And Jimmy Kimmel asked him on his show, "What is your, what is your biggest training tool?" And visualization was his answer, and I was shocked by that. But visualization was his answer. So yeah, there's Matthew's right. There's some breathing exercises to calm yourself. And then there's a whole series of questions that you go through, and as you answer those questions, it kind of leaves clues as to what your passion, your uh, principles, and your and your purpose are. What characteristics of yours make you feel great? about yourself what activities would you do if you had more time and no barriers what is meaningful to you about these activities what benefit to others would these activities or characteristics provide could you change the world making it even a tiny bit better by focusing more on these so that's part three discover your passion 
And then uncovering your purpose. Part four, envision, envisioning your future me, uncovering your purpose. Yeah, and that kind of gets into the visualization piece of it. One of my favorite questions in the whole thing is, what would you do if you won the lottery and money were no longer an issue? And a lot of folks say, oh, I just travel. You know, I just travel around. Well, eventually, you're going to get tired of living out of hotels, right, and, and, and being on airplanes, and you're going to want to go home. So what are you going to do then? You know, go, go deep on these things. What are you going to do at the end of the day when, when the traveling gets old and you have to have something to do? Another related question is that uh, I was asked is, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? That's a good one. Too. A related question. What would you attempt if you knew you would not fail? That one's thought provoking. Yeah. So absolutely. do a visualization of you know, what you may do one day if you, if you knew you could not fail. Or if you hit the lottery and money was no longer an object, what would you do at that point? So a couple of great questions to ask on discovering your passion, uncovering your purpose. We want to leave a couple of minutes, Jesse, for Q&A or just open discussion, uh, roundtable style or Q&A. Welcome, David Shaw, to the call. Appreciate you being on, David. Uh, but any feedback uh, I heard, I saw in the chat, someone said, bring on the woo-woo. So we're not scared of woo-woo here on Agent Power. <laughs> so bring on the woo-woo. I, I, don't, even, I don't even think it's woo-woo. I, I typed in the chat, breathing is real. I mean, I mean, some of the stuff I get, oh, I can come up, like, like that's, that's physiological. That's real. And I want to say thank you. So if you guys have questions, bring up questions now. Let me know. This is perfect timing for me. So thank you guys. I'm going out to the mountains with my son this weekend. Perfect timing to dive deep into my own head and answer these comments. I'm taking notes on this question. Like, oh, this is perfect. This is good. So thank you. Before we jump into questions, let me just do a quick, quick review. So these, these lessons are going to build on each other. So establishing your set point is the, is the obviously the starting point. Um, the stand is really your set of core beliefs that you're going to live by. And your purpose is really your unique passions, gifts, and capabilities, and how those things intersect. So the stand's going to answer the question, uh, what would I do? And the purpose is going to answer the question, why am I here? I got a question if no one else does. I got a question if no, we got three minutes. If no one else has a question, I'm going to ask this one. Okay. So, so for people who, have, and this is maybe more for Craig, if you're, the, if you're, you know, this is what you do now as a trainer. For people who have struggled in the past with finding their purpose, right? They have trouble going deep enough. Do you have any, what, what's the, how do you, how do you go deeper? How do you get, how do you continue to dive down to find that purpose? You know, I, Jesse, I would probably just say, be patient with the process. Um, I'm happy to send this, this uh, three P's and one thing document to, to any of you guys who would like to have it and just sit with those questions, work on one of those at a time. Um, and it does take time. I think people get frustrated with the thing. I don't know. And they, and they stop. But, you know, again, to kind of get on the woo-woo side of things. But you also mentioned it being a living document. It is a living document. Yeah. So you may, you know, it may change as, as time goes on. But the, the longer we sit with these questions, eventually we, our subconscious mind is going to take over. And, and those answers will come eventually. You know, I know from experience and from people that I've worked with that if you give it time and continue to, to, uh, you know, to look at those questions and, and to think about them and meditate on them, you know, eventually those answers will start coming to you. And it's a lifelong process too. It, it definitely right? is. It definitely is. It took me a long time to get to where I felt comfortable with mine. I love it. This is great. Anyone else got a, got a question before we wrap up for the morning? 
All right, this is those of you on camera, thumbs up, right? Or type in the chat box, you get something good this morning. Yep. Awesome. I, I want you guys at least to get, you know that you're not talking into the void or a bubble. This is really great. And I appreciate both of you taking the time to be here and to take us on this journey for the next few weeks. Um, there's something different between reading a book and actually having a discussion and talking to some, especially with people like you guys who have studied this material to such depth, right? Truly, truly, I appreciate this. And this is, uh, this is the good stuff, right? This is what life's all about. Anything you want to leave us with today, Matthew and Craig? How, how do you want to wrap up for today? I know it's deep stuff. I love the timing you talked about because we all need to take that time away, get a change of scenery and ask ourselves these questions from time to time. What is my purpose? Why am I here? And how, how can I better fulfill what that purpose is? And what does that look, look like? So wish you all much success on that. Craig is a resource. We're going to be dropping some PDFs into the Facebook group. So you all have access to that. And I uh, hope you all look forward to the next seven parts of our eight part series. So appreciate you all being on. We do. And thank Thanks you guys for doing it. Have a good weekend. Have a good day, guys. Have a powerful day. Bye, everybody. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.